The message you're about to listen to is by Reverend Dr. Femi Olaleye of Oikea Christian Centre. Remain blessed as you listen. You know, put a fire in us. So today I want to talk to you about fervor, alright? And what you should do after a meeting like LMM. What steps should you take? Hmm. What steps should you take? The reason why I'm teaching on this is because most times, after special meetings like Ladies and Men in Ministry, where you have divine encounters, it is very possible to fall off the wagon and begin to live in the memory of that encounter rather than having a continued experience in that dimension of being perpetually on fire for the Lord. Very, very important. So it is very, very crucial, very crucial that you get into a system, all right, a spiritual system, an effective spiritual system that keeps you perpetually on fire for God, where you do not need to be revived unto good works. See, what God does many times when there is kind of like a lull or there is a, um, where there is a, a reduction in, you know, spiritual activities in your life is that it directs, you know, you to a meeting where you are going to be reignited, where you are going to be set on fire again, all right, for those good works. But after such meetings, because there will be an emphasis on those activities, after those meetings, you need a system all right, to keep that fire burning. Special meetings are good, but they are a means to an end. Special meetings are good, but they are a means to an end. They, don't, they are not an end in themselves. If you make a special meeting an end in itself, you will be looking forward towards another LMM every week. Whereas what a meeting like LMM does for you is for you to be able to receive that fire, then put it within a system that ensures that there is a perpetual burning. Praise the Lord. Have you noticed that your gas cooker will continually burn so far there is gas in the cylinder? Because the gas cooker has a system of um, transporting the gas through all of the pipes in the gas cooker all right, to the furnace, such that when you open the furnace and you light it up, it burns, it can burn perpetually as long as there's gas in there. So that's a system. So the system and the network of pipes ensures burning is continual. So there are certain things you should do. One major thing you have to actually ensure you do in your spiritual system of burning is daily activity, spiritual daily routines. Spiritual daily routines so for example if you look at numbers chapter 4 verse 16 all right the high priest had certain things they were to do daily all right daily they had daily things they should, they should do. Okay, look at numbers chapter 4 verse 16 he says unto the office of eliezer the son of aaron the priest pertained the oil for the light and the sweet incense and the daily meat offering and the anointing oil, and the oversight of all the tabernacle, and of all that of, of, of all that therein is in the sanctuary and in the vessels thereof. Then in Numbers chapter twenty-eight, verse twenty-four, he says, "After this manner, ye shall offer daily 
throughout the seven days the meat of the sacrifice made by fire of a sweet savour unto the lord it shall be offered beside the continual burnt offering and his word is drink offering numbers 29 6 beside the burnt offering of the month and his meat offering and the daily burnt offering and his meat offering and their drink offerings according unto their manner for a sweet savour a sacrifice made by fire unto the lord praise god praise god all right very very important in ezra chapter 3 verse 4 it says they kept also the feast of tabernacles as it is written and offered the daily burnt offerings by number according to the custom daily daily everybody say daily 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 very very important because you see the end of your spiritual fitness the end of your destiny in the things of the kingdom is tied to your daily routine daily routine daily routine in psalm 61 verse 8 it says so will i sing praises unto thy name forever that i may daily perform my vows daily all right perform my vows daily psalm 86 verse 3 it says, Be merciful unto me, O Lord, for I cry unto you daily. Psalm 88, verse 9. My eye mourned by reason of affliction, Lord. I have called daily upon thee. I have stretched out my hands unto thee. So that is praying daily. Daily. Hallelujah. <coughs> Hallelujah. Now, concerning wisdom in Proverbs chapter 8, in Proverbs 8:34. Proverbs 8 is in the wisdom chapter. It says, Blessed is the man that heareth me, heareth wisdom, watching what? Daily at my gates. Waiting at the post of my doors. Hallelujah. Daily. So, you have to have a daily routine to keep fire burning. You have to have a daily routine to keep fire burning. Now, the reason why you need to have a daily routine to keep fire burning is because the devil has a daily routine to suck fire out of you. The devil has a daily routine to suck fire out of you. He has a daily routine to get your eyes away from what matters. You must never forget this. In the book of Judges chapter 16, Samson and Delilah. Samson had a secret. His secret was that, all right, um, no razor was to come upon his head. He was a Nazarite. And according to Jewish custom, the Nazarite was not do two things. One, the Nazarite wasn't drink alcohol. And the second was the Nazarite must not shave his head. The locks of his head. Hallelujah. Now, we now find that Jezebel, no, no, not Jezebel, Delilah comes into Samson's life. I've told many times, Delilah was not a prostitute. Praise God. Delilah was not a prostitute. So many times, people always talk about Delilah, they always say she's a prostitute. No, Delilah was not a prostitute. Delilah was a woman, a Gentile woman, who loved a nation. She was a patriot of the Philistine people. It's like... Somebody in the secret service, all right, the security service, a secret service agent, 
who befriends the greatest threat to our nation in a bid to eliminate him so that our nations can be what? Our nation can be saved. Because Samson was the greatest threat to the territorial integrity of the nation of Philistine. He could single-handedly kill 3,000 men. That is a national security threat. Hallelujah. Did she love Samson? No. But she recognized that Samson was a threat to our nation. So she colluded with the five princes of Philistine. They paid that money, all right, to eliminate the problem. But that's not where I'm going to today. Where I'm going to today is this. She wanted to get the secret. Samson, you know, played around with her, said, no, okay, if you slap me this way, I will lose my power. No, if you make kunu for me, I will lose my power. No, if you dance a willow for me, I will lose my power. Every single time, he didn't lose his power. Then look at the strategy Delilah employed. Look at it. Judges 16, verse 16, uh, 15. And she said unto him, How canst thou say I love thee, when thy heart is not with me? Thou hast mocked me these three times, and hast not told me wherein thy great strength lieth. Look at verse 16. And it came to pass, when she pressed him, how long? She pressed him daily with her words. And urged him, so that his soul was what? Vexed unto death. So you see, the enemy is going to actually go at you daily. It's going to distract you daily. Fire doesn't, it's not, um, how would I put it? Except you pour water on fire, it doesn't go off. Fire is not usually extinguished. Fire just goes off. If the supply or the thing that is sustaining the fire stops flowing, the fire goes off. So the tendency of fire is to burn out. You must never forget it. There is nothing fantastic about being on fire. What is fantastic is staying on fire. Amen? There is nothing fantastic about being fervent. There is everything fantastic about staying fervent. Something fantastic about being fervent when you were a student in your school days. You need to be fervent for 30 years, 40 years, 50 years. Keeping the fire burning for that long. Your mind should be fire sustainability. Sustaining the fire. And developing final and spiritual systems that sustains the fire. Number one is daily spiritual activities. The battle for your spiritual life in five years begins in one day. Whenever you lose ground in one day, you have given the enemy ground for many years. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. He said, and when he came to pass, when she pressed him daily with her words, with her words, with her words, she pressed him daily with her words. So that means when the devil is going to try to take your fire out, he's going to use influences, voices, to try to get your mind off what you should get your mind off. So you now find that you now have alternate, alternative sources of information that you expose your mind to, that you feed your mind with, that gradually extinguishes the fire, gradually take, takes your mind off the interest of the kingdom. 
Praise God. You now begin to find out that, all right, you now begin to think about the issues in your life. Amen. What are the issues? Oh, I'm single. I need a man. Man has not come. So you are thinking about it. Then on Saturday, you want to go on outreach. Then some voices, like Delilah's voice, will now be on your mind. Outreach. Eh? And you are looking for husband. Now, wow, instead of you to go to Onwambe, you understand? There can be husband there. Hmm. Now, what for you? You understand? And they begin to press you and press you and press you and press you. Glory to God. You are still doing all this spiritual gear. Spiritual gear. Wear short skirt. Let's go to the club so that you meet the man of your dreams. Words, 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 words. And you now find out that if you are around such influences, the words, and you stay there, the words will over time wear you out. The first time you say, leave me alone, Jerry, I'm for Jesus. But the, the, it will come again. It will come again. It will come again. And you must understand that the devil is very, very smart, and he knows how to keep Delilah's around you. Praise the Lord. Delilah is not the one that sleeps with you. The power of Delilah was not sex. Hallelujah. The power of Delilah was persuasion. 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 Notice that in the conversation between Delilah and Samson, the focus, the focus of the scripture was not sexual relations. The focus was what she was trying to persuade Samson to do. What she was trying to persuade Samson to do. She was trying to persuade Samson to lose focus from his assignment. Persuasion. Persuasion. Persuading you away from the word. Persuading, persuading you away from ministry. Persuading you away from co uh, commitment. Passion. Persuasion. Learn to identify the voices of persuasion away from focusing from the Lord, away from maintaining spiritual fire, and cut those voices off. Hallelujah. Identify the Delilahs. Amen? Identify the Delilahs. Quickly. Quickly. And then just get them out. Amen? So let us now talk about how to build a spiritual system, an effective spiritual system. Now, to build an effective spiritual system that keeps fire burning, we need to first of all identify what activities we want to do. What are these activities we want to keep doing within this spiritual system? Remember what we talked about in LMM, that grace comes upon the man who is currently making room for the full expression of Christ by certain things that he or she is doing. For example, we find that when Paul, all right, had that encounter with Lord Jesus Christ, the next thing he went doing was immediately he went about what? Preaching to people and convincing them that Jesus was what? Was the Christ. He was not an apostle when he did that. The grace for apostleship had not come on him. But there were certain things he was doing over time. Before, in Acts of Apostles, chapter 13, now says, separate unto me, Barnabas and Saul, for the work for which I have come down. Which means that there are certain graces that will not come on you or will not be evident through you if you are docile. Glory to God. The Bible says in the book of Revelations, John wrote, he writes, I was in the spirit last day. So that means before he saw Jesus, he was what? 
engaging in what? Spiritual activities. I was in the spirit on Lord's Day is actually a phrase to talk about, you know, um, doing something with his human spirit. We created human spirit. Praying in the spirit. Singing in the spirit. Hallelujah. So he was in the spirit. He was engaging in spiritual activities. Then he saw the Lord. Praise the Lord. So what activities should we find a system around to ensure that we keep doing it? Number one, Bible reading is very busy. Very simple. Remember that must be rhyme? Read your Bible, pray every day. Pray every day, pray every day. Read your Bible, pray every day if you want to grow. Now, notice what I said. I did not say Bible study. I said what? Bible what? Reading. Bible study is different from Bible reading. Bible reading is for the nourishment of your soul. Bible study, praise God, hallelujah, is a, a rigorous academic exercise where you want to be equipped with facts to be able to teach people. Bible reading is to feed your soul. You're just feeding your soul, nourishing your soul, nourishing your soul, nourishing your soul, nourishing your soul. Joshua chapter 1 verse 8. This book of the law shall not depart out of what? But in it thou shalt what? Meditate what? Dear. So day and night. So that means that there is a... Notice what he said about meditation in the word. You cannot meditate on the word if you don't speak the word. You cannot speak the word if you don't know the word. You cannot know the word if you don't what? Read it. There are many Christians that like wanting to go into the something, things that are exoteric. Keep it simple. The first thing, the first foundation of your Christian work, the first thing you must provide a spiritual system around is Bible reading. That's number one. What do I call it? Bible reading. Read your Bible. I didn't say listen to messages. I will get to listen to messages. I said you should what? Read your Bible. You know many of us... There is a way for you to take spiritual practices and become carnal with them. Some of us, in our bid to silence our conscience that we have not read our Bible, we just play messages, but while our mind is not on the message that is playing, we just allow the message to be playing while we are doing something else. Amen. It's like the person that says he's praying, but he's watching football and he's going montakabalaba, chuntalababa, esalababa, or he's watching a um, series on Netflix and he's watching you on Netflix and roko shotokoboliba shuta kataya uibababa uibababa. If Jesus wants to appear uh, onto you, how will he appear? Will he appear on the screen or how is how is it going to work? Amen. Are you paying attention to what I'm telling you? All right. So read your Bible. Let me give you a simple way to read it. See, for example, you can say, okay, whenever I wake up, I have a list of things I do within the first one hour when I wake up. There are things I don't do within the first hour when I wake up. So, for example, you can say, within the first hour when I wake up, I won't touch my phone. Because now, because within the social media generation, the first instinct every single person has who has a smartphone is to reach for their phone when they wake up. Me inclusive. You want to check the alerts. 
whether something entered when you slept. Praise the Lord. You want to check WhatsApp, whether a message entered. Then you see an icon on your Twitter. Then you switch on your VPN. Oh yeah, who, who, who added me? Who mentioned me? You understand that? You have not prayed. Now you now find out that the more you do that, one hour has gone, two hours has gone, three hours are gone. It's 10 o'clock, you have not read your Bible. Then when your, your spirit of God is trying to say, we have not read your Bible, you know, I will do it. You push it forward again. Then when it's 2 o'clock, you say, don't worry, when I'm about to sleep. You wasted a day without nourishing your soul, all right, reducing the likelihood for your soul to hear the voice of the spirit of God and recognize it. What do you do when you first wake up? First at one hour. Pastor, I go to work early. I leave, I have to leave my, my, uh, my home six o'clock. So I wake up by five. Can you try and make up by four? So you can use that one hour. You know, I was listening to um, a video, watching a video. And this video had Kobe Bryant, the late Kobe Bryant, the basketball guy. Now, this guy was talking about his basketball dreams routine. You know, sometimes these athletes are beautiful people. When I look at the mentality of an athlete, right? What an athlete has to do, the mindset an athlete has to have to be able to be an optimal performer. I just look at it and now say, I need to take that work ethic and make it my spiritual work ethic. So this guy was talking about, he said, look, as a, as a, basketball, a basketballer, if I wake up by 7 o'clock or wake up by 8 o'clock, then by 8.30, I go to the gym. I do my throws one hour or two hours. Then after I do all of that, I eat, go and do something else. Then I do another thing around, like I go for another workout session, say by 4, I do another two hours. You understand? Then before you know it, I go spend with my family. That's the end of the day. That means I'm able to do what? Two workout sessions every single day. But he said, what say I wake up 3 a.m.? I go to bed 7 or 8 the previous night. Praise the Lord. I go to bed 7 or 8 a.m., I wake up 3 a.m. or 2 a.m., then I do a workout session from 3 o'clock in the morning to like 6 o'clock. Have my bath, do some other things, then go back by 9. Do some other things, go back by, you understand? Before I know it, I'm going to be able to squeeze four sessions a day. And if I do four sessions a day and you want to continue, I will be ahead of the competition because by instinct, I will be a better b-baller than the competition. Listen to me. Your spiritual work ethic, glory to God, all that you are faithful to and you carry on doing daily, we eventually put you and give you an edge over everybody else. Nobody gets ahead in ministry by mistake. Nobody gets ahead in life by mistake. Where you get to is actually a testament to what you are using your time to do. What you are investing in yourself daily. This is true for career. It is true for ministry. And it's true for spiritual life. Bible reading. Bible reading. That's number one. Now, how many chapters a day should you read? What kind of Bible study plan should you have? Number one, 
At Oikia, we design a system. There's an Oikia devotional. I don't know if you're aware of the devotional. The December devotional is out. You have a Bible study plan in that devotional. I'm sure that you have about three Bible passages or two every single day for you to read. Make sure you read it. If you stick to the, the way the Bible devotional has been designed, if you stick to the Bible devotional, within a year you would have read the entire Bible. Hallelujah. Stick to it. Now, if you want to do some more Bible reading, for example, I try to read between four to six chapters a day, and that is on a bad day. Praise the Lord. I, try, I just try to. And I'm just reading, I'm reading, I'm reading, I'm reading. I'm not studying. I'm just what? Reading. Just read. You read. You read. You read. You read. Hallelujah. And you find out that the Word of God has this purification thing it does. In that as you are reading it, there is a cleansing going on. So it is not just, it's not a novel. Amen. The word of God, amen, was first spoken before it was written. And because it was first spoken before it was written, it means that the spirit of the Lord was the one that spoke it for men to write it. Hallelujah. So when you are reading the scriptures, you are reading the spirit of God. Hallelujah. So, when you are reading the word, you are reading the Spirit of God, and when you are reading the Spirit of God, there is a cleansing action of the Spirit of God on your inside. In 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 11, the Bible lets us know that we are cleansed, justified in the name of the Lord and by the Spirit of our God. So, that means there is a, one of the principal operations of the Spirit of God is cleansing. Cleansing from filth. Cleansing from the from the rubbish, contamination in the world. Reading the word of God causes there to be energy in your soul to say no to the winds of temptations that blow through the airwaves in the world, through the airwaves of entertainment, through the airwaves of, you know, dirty music, social media and all of that. Hallelujah. Reading the word of God also lets you know what is God's plan and what is not God's plan. Remember, guys, look at me. You remember what I told you about the Delilah, Delilah method? Persuasion. Where daily, 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 she, you know, words are spoken. Words are spoken to break down your defenses. You understand? That is the Delilah strategy. Daily. So what the devil has done is that if you look at the world system, all right, there are certain mindsets and certain concepts, philosophies. All right, that have been designed to enter into your space daily. Daily. Such that over time, you will now begin to um, say and speak in sync with those daily persuasions. That's, that's the design. Hallelujah. That's the design. That's the design. So, Concerning homosexuality, what they do is they put, keep putting it in your face. Keep putting it in your face. They will put it in your movies. They will put it in the songs. They will keep putting it. They will keep putting it. Concerning um, gender, all right, gender roles. What is gender? Is there gender? They keep putting it in your face. Before you know, you see a man is wearing a dress. Praise God. Then you see a woman dressing like a man. You see, they keep putting it in your face. Put it in your face till they normalize it because that is a Delilah strategy. Wear you down. Wear you down until you don't have any defenses. And you say, okay, leave me alone. Will you let me be now? I should just do it. So what you need to do, your defense 
against that strategy is to have things you also daily do. If you notice the life of Samson, Samson did not have a spiritual system. Samson is only recorded as praying twice. The first time Samson prayed, all right, it was a prayer of exasperation, a prayer of desperation, when he fought the 3,000 men and he was thirsty. That's the first time we see him pray. The second time we see him pray was when his eyes were plucked out and he was standing um, nearly naked, all right, inside the temple, okay, that the Philistines had brought in for him to make sport. And he prayed, oh God, give me strength one more time and let me die with the Philistines. So he prayed twice in a life of about 60 years, 50 something to 40, 60 years, because he judged Israel for 40 years. Do you understand that? He prayed twice. He did not have a spiritual system. When you do not have a spiritual system, you will find out that the spiritual system of the world is able to suck fire out of you. Easy. Oh, you're talking about LMM now. You understand? Everybody's talking about LMM. Oh, um, tweets about LMM. And this guy, yeah, it's going on now. But how you know, you, you know, the fire has been sucked out of you? Check your tweets in two weeks' time. In two weeks' time. Because when you ask somebody, why don't you tweet about church and tweet about evangelism and the world, what you're learning? Oh, I, don't, I don't really think that my spirit, I should be putting that on social media and stuff. What that person is really telling you is that the fire of God is not burning and raging in my soul. So it is not on the top of my consciousness. That's why I don't talk about it. Because when the fire of God is so raging and burning on your soul, and it's the top of your consciousness, you will talk about it. Whatever is at the top of your mind is what you talk about. You understand what I'm saying? Now, LMM happened, you had encounters, so the fire of God got to be in your consciousness. So you are talking about it. So you now have to have a system that keeps you doing that. Are you following what I'm saying? You have to have a system. So the first is Bible reading. Everybody say Bible reading. First Timothy 4, verse 13, Paul speaks to Timothy, he says, Till I come, give attendance to reading. Attendance to reading. One way to know God is to read Him in scriptures. Whenever people talk about encounters, 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 encounters are of the word. There are word encounters and there are spirit encounters. So when hands are laid on you, the power of God comes on you, that's encounter with the spirit. When you read the word of God and light dawns on you, that's encounter with the word. You need both encounters. Encounters with the word and encounters with the spirit to have a balanced scriptural, um, um, Christian life. If you feed on the word alone, you will dry up. If you feed on the spirit alone, you will blow up. But if you feed on the word and the spirit, you will grow up. Hallelujah. You will grow up. So what is the second thing you should do? As a Christian, what is the second thing you want to bring? You need to build a spiritual system around. We've said Bible reading. The second thing you need to build a spiritual system around, all right, is listening to the word. Listening to the word. Listen to the word. Many times in the scriptures, the Bible talks about hacking, hacking. Pay attention. Listen to the word. Listen to the word. The major means of communicating the revelation of God 
in the Old um, Testament or in the times of the scriptures, the major way was auditory. So what normally happened, if you go to St. Luke's Gospel chapter number 4, all right, and 16, the Bible lets us know that Jesus comes to the temple and they give him the scriptures to read. And he turns the scriptures to the place where it is written in Isaiah chapter 61. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, for he has appointed me. So he read it in their hearing. <coughs> so everybody did not have the, Bible, the scriptures. One person had it. So he read it out for them to hear. So their, their primary way of receiving the revelation was auditory. They had to listen. Praise the Lord. So make time to listen to the word. You have a period of encounters during LMM. Have a system of reminding yourself what happened at that program by listening to the sermons time and time again. That's what you do. His system. Pick a favorite sermon. A sermon, the one that touched you the most. Listen to it again and again. You can even play it. Reduce the volume a bit. But play it while you sleep. Let the words and the message soak into your consciousness. Praise God. Listen to the word. The third thing to do in a spiritual system is prayer. Everybody say prayer. Prayer. We pray the Lord during ladies and men in ministry. Now, we also have, if you notice in Oikia, we've actually designed a system that if you take part and you participate, you will never be dry in terms of a prayer life. We pray 6 a.m. in the morning. Which means we design a system where you can wake up to pray. Amen. Then we pray 10 o'clock at night. 10 to 11. Which means the last thing you could do before you sleep is that you pray. Think about it. You can pray the first thing you do when you wake up. Then you can pray the last thing you do before you sleep. Hallelujah. Ephesians chapter 6, 18. He said, continuing, all, all right, always in prayer and supplication in the Spirit. Praise God. Luke 6, 12. He said, and Jesus continued all night in prayer unto God. All night, all night, all night. All night in prayer. And he continued all night in prayer unto the Lord. All night. So, you need to have a system of praying. Now, the Lord has given us, through his resurrection and ascension, his spirit. The spirit of God is the engine room of prayer. What did I say? The spirit of God is the what? Say that again. The Spirit of God is the engine room of prayer. So, with the Spirit of God within us, we should never actually have it difficult to actually pray, hallelujah, as believers, because we have the Spirit of God in us. The Bible lets us know, all right, that he that speaking in another unknown tongue speaketh not unto men, but unto what? Unto God. He's speaking unto what? Unto God. So, when you are speaking in tongues, you are speaking unto God. So, all right, praying in the Spirit is one sure way of what? Of having a very effective prayer life. Praying in the Spirit. Praying in the Spirit. Praying in the Spirit. Now, there is praying in the Spirit, then there is speaking in the Spirit. You should do both. In praying in the Spirit, you are praying in the Spirit, and your praying in the Spirit is addressed to God. God is the focus of that prayer. You have a particular request, all right? And you are praying in the Spirit, petitioning the Lord in the Spirit. So let's say you are believing God for 
uh, accommodation or you are praying for revival in your streets. You are praying for revival in your, your school. You are praying to be able to get the revival fire in, fire in a, particular, a particular place. You know, say, Father, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, I pray and receive revival in this area. In the name of Jesus, men burning for the Lord, the gospel gaining ground in this place. I pray in the name of the Lord Jesus as I, as I go, signs and wonders, handlings accompany the preaching of the word. And you begin to pray in the spirit. Hallelujah. You are praying in the spirit. So you are talking to the praying, yes, a request to the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ in the spirit. All right. By the spirit, you are tabling your request. That's praying in the spirit. But you can also speak in the spirit. And the purpose of the speaking in the spirit is to edify yourself. He that uh, speaketh in an unknown tongue edifieth himself. That word edify himself, all right, is the Greek oikodomio. Oikodomio means to build up. Hallelujah. It means to build up, build up. So as you are speaking in tongues, you are building up yourself. If we are going to use it in the parlance, or modern parlance, it means to charge oneself up like a battery. So when you are speaking in tongues, you are charging your spirit. Charging your inner man. What's going on when you are speaking in tongues is that the energy of the spirit within your spirit is oozing out of your spirit and flooding your soul. Hallelujah. Flooding your soul, energizing your soul. So what normally should happen is that you feed your soul with the word. Amen. You feed your soul with the word, and the word is inside your soul. Are you following what I'm saying? Then you pray in the spirit to flood your soul with the energy of God in your spirit, the fire of God. The word of God is like wood. You following that? When you release the fire of God, the energy of God on wood, boom, fire. Fire begins to burn. Fire begins to burn. And you now begin to fire that with the combination of prayer and the word, you now have that your soul has enough divine ability to make a stand for God and not be tossed to and fro by all of the winds and the waves of contrary opinions and desires. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So prayer. Prayer. Now, let me first of all also say, there are certain things that try to keep from prayer. I'll give you certain reasons why believers don't have a productive and effective prayer life. Are you ready to take these reasons? Number one. Number one. Distraction. Distraction. Distractions are one of the major reasons why believers don't pray. Distractions can be a busy schedule. Distraction can be living away from the will of God. So because you are out of God's will in a particular area, you begin to feel, all right, that you shouldn't pray. Let's say, for example... You are currently living in your boyfriend's house and you have been sleeping over there for a while. You find it that it will be hard for you to pray. Praise God. Not because God is holding you in condemnation. Your conscience will disturb you. So that event that you are permitting in the realm of your conscience will now begin to trouble you and distract you away from praying. Hallelujah. So one way to solve that is to ensure that you take far from you anything that overthrows your conscience. 
anything that disturbs your conscience, making it too disturbed or too crowded to have the liberty and the freedom to pray. Are you with me so far? Yeah. Distraction. Distraction. The second reason why believers don't play is carelessness. 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 <laughs> Carelessness is a is an attitude. It's an attitude where you find yourself in that place where you take spiritual exercises for granted and you treat spiritual activities and you take spiritual activities lightly. It's a mistake. It's a mistake. Hallelujah. Carelessness. The third reason why believers don't play is worldliness. Worldliness is not a spirit. Worldliness is a set of activities. Worldliness is a, is a, is a pattern of thinking. A predominant thought pattern. Worldliness is that mindset that puts the mundane above the spiritual. That puts the mundane above the eternal. So, worldliness has to do with what you think of. How you think. Worldliness. A spiritual person wakes up in the morning and thinks, I have to do spiritual activities first. A worldly person wakes up in the morning and thinks of, you know, every other thing apart from spiritual activities. Worldliness. Praise the Lord. Worldliness. Fourth reason why believers don't pray is low spiritual energy. Walking in low spiritual energy. The energy to pray. The Bible lets us understand this in the book of Matthew. All right, in the garden of um, Gethsemane, Jesus Christ goes to pray, all right, and he comes back and he finds his disciples sleeping. And the Bible says that Jesus said, the spirit indeed is willing, but the what? The flesh is weak. So that's low spiritual energy in that the spirit eventually gravitates in the direction of the flesh. Praise God. Now, when you are in that place, you need a revival. And that's why what an LMM, a meeting like LMM is for, a revival where your spirit man receives a jolt, a jolt, such that now your body follows your spirit, your spirit does not follow your body. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Low spiritual energy. Low spiritual energy. Low spiritual energy. Another reason why some believers actually don't pray effectively is a busy mind. A busy mind. Their mind is too busy. And their mind is too busy because they, um, they've created an environment that is too noisy with everything apart from the word. In the morning, you are watching uh, one movie. Next thing, Whiskey unplugged. Before you know it, Davide unleashed. Davido unleashed. Before you know it, Gouda Ultimate Search. Next thing, Big Brother Ninja. 
Praise God. You go on Show Max. You go on Upper Room TV. Then you now go on uh, which one is all these ones again? You know Disney Plus, Disney Streaming something. Everything you want to watch, everything only you. Every your your mind, everything is choked with all the information available. Then after you have finished watching all those things from money, you now reach eleven thirty. You now say, Father, I love you. Rokobo No, let me. What is Robo? You will sleep off. Do you know why? What is going on? I wish I could describe it. Your spirit is lean, thin like this. Glory to God. Your soul on your body is obese. So you now, in prayer, that lean spirit is now trying to carry and lift this heavy weight. Hallelujah. I, I have you ever have watched a video of a, you know, my, have you watched all this married stuff that after they've gotten married, praise the Lord, they now want to take, uh, they want to take a, a, what do you call it, a picture. They now tell the man to carry the wife. Now, you can imagine, you understand, you know? So, Imagine if you, if the man is big and the wife is, you know, not that big, he will lift her up and do like this, hey, and he look very romantic. Is that correct? Praise God. But if the guy is, you know, thin and the lady is big, she, he can only lift her up in prayers. You understand what I'm talking about? Now, that's the same. Now, if your spirit man is, 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 is lean, but your soul and your flesh is strengthened, you will find out that it will be difficult for you to carry your body. Hallelujah. So you find out, you say, oh, you want to speak. While you are watching this series, you were up and awake. Your eye was shining. But when it's time to pray, you not want to lie down. You now wake up. You went sleeping by 12 midnight. You said, what about you? Now, you know one thing about those sleep. In your mind, you'll be saying you are praying. Yes. Then you wake up, it's 6.30. Father, I just want to worship you. Oh, Father, I just bless you, Lord. I give you all the praise for your presence. Oh, Niroshi. You slept off. Praise God. You see, one of the things I did when I was praying for LMM was, I actually went into seclusion. Took a portion of our house, all right, and locked myself in there. Told my wife I didn't want to be disturbed. Told her just please understand I need this time. And I spent there praying in tongues. I just talk in tongues for hours, hours. Then come out later. Play the wife, play with my son. Then when they go to sleep, I go and do vigil. So I was praying in the day. Then I'll do 12. There was a time, there was a particular day that I prayed in tongues. From 12 to 7 or so. 12 to 7 or 8. And I had to go about my work. I, I did not sleep. Because I was preparing for a meeting. I was talking tongues, talking tongues, talking tongues. So by the time I got to LMM, you, I hope you understand. Praise God. So you have to have that kind of system. A system. Even it's an hour idea of praying. Don't. So don't clog yourself with too much worldliness. 
let me also tell you one of the reasons I found out believers don't pray effectively. When you have too much time on your hands. How many of you have noticed that thought? When you have too much time. So your mind, in your mind, you feel that, don't worry, pray. I'm not going anywhere. You understand? You have PS in the house. You have internet in the house. You have Netflix. Don't worry, I will play. Then you are playing one game. Ah, I need to just pass this stage. Ah, I need to just, yeah, you understand? I need to, I need to, then I need to finish this series. You have too much time on your hands. Hallelujah. All right. So that's number, uh, number six. I think that's, that's enough. Why believers don't pray? And that is why believers don't pray that actually distracts you from praying is sin. What did I say? Sin will keep you from praying or praying will keep you from sinning. Praise the Lord. Now this is something I want you to understand though. <laughs> Sin will keep you from praying or praying will keep you from sinning. Because engaging in sinful activities strengthens your flesh against your spirit. So your flesh becomes overtly active and your spirit seems to be like a slave of your flesh. Sin. Praise God. Sin. So you want to break a cycle of sin? Pray more. Read the word more. And you would normally walk out of those things. Hallelujah. So what else should you now plan your spiritual system around? We talked about Bible reading, listening to the word, prayer. Is that correct? Now the fourth thing to plan your spiritual system about is evangelism. There's a level of fire you will never attain to except you preach the gospel. There is a grace that you, God will never put on you except you preach the gospel. The grace of God is not, a, it's not for advertisement. All right? The grace of God comes upon men for the purpose of making Jesus known. Evangelism. Telling somebody else about Jesus. What's evangelism? Evangelism is not hard. They say, Pastor, I'm not perfect. It's not the perfect that evangelizes. When I started my Christian work, hallelujah, all right, had things I was struggling with, that, but it didn't stop me from evangelizing. My knowledge was not perfect. It didn't stop me from evangelizing. Just stopping someone and say, I want you to know, bro, Jesus loves you. He died for you 2,000 years ago. If you, if you surrender to him right now, you say, Lord Jesus, I want eternal life, he'll give you eternal life. It's simple. Evangelism does not have to be a one-hour conversation. Hallelujah. It can be five minutes. And you led that person to Christ in five minutes. But you have to create a system around going out of your comfort zone to share the gospel with another human. Hallelujah. You have to go out of it. Because you see, the way it is, is that if you don't put a system around it, you will never go. You will be one of those Twitter evangelists. You know, it's very easy to do gospel on Twitter. Hallelujah. 
Jesus loves you. Jesus babes. Jesus king. Um, I stand Jesus. You know, all those things. I stand Jesus. I stand. I stand. Hallelujah. All right. Thank God for standing, Jesus. Can we go out and preach? Oh, uh, Saturday. Ah, no, Pastor. Ah, I have a wedding. Ah, I have a burial. Ah, who's getting buried? Um, it's my, uh, my, 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 my friend's um, brother's elder uncle. You understand? And we have already picked Ashwebi. Praise the Lord. There are some, it's, oh, my, um, mind you, is playing. That's nice. You know all those kind of rubbish. You get what I'm saying? Look, put a system around it. The church say, oh, we're having outreach. Make yourself available. You can let, there are certain spiritual exercises that you will learn from your spiritual family. When you grow, you go with a group. You watch how this person did it. Then you do it. Many of our leaders here, all right, learned how to preach by watching me preach. I'll take them out. Many of them learned how to get people filled with the Holy Ghost. Imagine you meet somebody on the road, amen, and 15 minutes later, you've led him to Christ and got him talking in tongues. 15 minutes. They learned it from me. So I'll take them. They come, but they only were able to learn it from me by coming with me when it was time for evangelism. Praise God. Put a system around evangelism. Put a system around your online talking about Jesus. So, for example, you, want, you say, okay, I want to bless people. Have you ever talked about it? Why don't you think about something like, okay, every Sunday after PF Salmon, I will do a review of what I learned on Twitter. I'm going to do it whether people like it or retweet. But after every sermon. So, the problem is, there is a difference between putting a system, a spiritual system, around an activity and leaving that, um, you doing that activity to your emotions when you feel like. Some of you, there are times when you feel like reading the Bible. How many of you know what I'm talking about? You feel like you love the Lord a lot today. Then you need to read the Word. Oh, I love you, Jesus. Something just happened. I love you. Then begin to read the word. I love you. You speak in tongues. But you see, maturity and the fact that you have grown in spiritual disciplines is that you do it when you don't feel like. Amen. That time where you have to drag your body for the outreach, you are growing. That time where you have to drag your body to pray, you are growing. Glory to God. You are not set to be growing except you are able to do things against or in the presence of adversity, difficulty, when you don't feel like it. You don't feel like it, but you are doing it. Hallelujah. You don't feel like it, but you are doing it. You are doing it. Another thing to keep spiritual, a spiritual system around, all right, is loving people. There is no, one of the greatest signs that you are on fire for God is that you love people. And you want to be around people. And you want to serve people. One of the best signs and the most trustworthy signs that the fire in your life is going down is that you will be easily irritated by people. 
You'll be what? Easily irritated by people. Have you heard people say things like, I don't like going to church anymore. All those Christians are fake. I don't go to church anymore. All of them are hypocrites. I want to just stay in my house and fellowship and worship God myself. I don't go to church. I don't be among those pastors. I don't want to be among those Christians. Now, it looks like one self-righteous talk, but it's actually a sign that that person's spiritual fire is going down. You know why? The more you born in the spirit, the more the spirit will born in you for people. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. So the trust of God in men is for people. The trust of God in men is for people. The spirit of God bonds in men for people. The spirit of God bonds in men for people. So when you find out that there is no burning for people, and you are easily irritated by people, it means that the fire of God's spirit in you is low. Are people perfect? People are not perfect. Is it likely that many of the, some of the people in the church you're talking about have issues? Of course they do. I've been a pastor um, a, a, a lot of years, or a few years, praise God, uh, about 12 years doing ministry for 21. I can tell you, Christians are, you know, are people. I won't say weird. No. They are people. No, it's the truth. They are people. Amen. They are people. And the earlier we begin to realize that they are people, the better. Christians have issues. There are people, Christians, that have anger issues. There are Christians that are slow to understand simple instructions. Praise the Lord. Amen. There are Christians that, I mean, there was one time I, I had a disciple, a lady, who I just finished holding Holy Ghost meeting. She had gone under the power like several times, shouting, Glory, Jesus! And after the fi finished the meeting, she went to her boy's birth house to commit fornication. And came the next Sunday and began to cry that she committed fornication, only to go and do it again. She's not a hypocrite. She's a person. She's a person that has a problem. Are you following what I'm saying? Are you seeing what I'm saying? So the moment you are able to see people, Christians as people, People that are not perfect, you will easily tolerate them. And that is when you now begin to understand that you are beginning to see people like God sees them. And the moment you begin to see that, see it that way, you now begin to recognize the defects in you. The weaknesses also in you. You see, when you magnify the errors and the weaknesses of others, all right, you now begin to find out that that's actually a sign that the fire in you is low. Because when the fire in you is burning strong, you are becoming aware. Because you will now begin to find out that you, uh, this person is not perfect. Neither are you perfect also. So you begin to extend the grace to them God has extended to you. Because one sign of spiritual fire is that you become aware that you are standing by grace and not by what? Not by works. And because you are standing by grace, you are more willing to extend grace to others who are not perfect. One other sign that you are not spiritually, you are not born spiritually, is the ease with which you judge and condemn others. Amen. So you find somebody who is smoking, condemning the one who is drinking. You find somebody who is fornicating, condemning the person who is watching porn. Praise God. Not realizing that both of them need to be what? Spiritually on fire so that they quit both. Are you getting my point? Yeah. 
Amen. Amen. So you need to understand these things. Create a spiritual system. Create a spiritual system. So what do you do after a sermon like this? It's very, very simple. Bible reading time. When I wake up in the morning, you say, okay, in the next one hour, I am not going to do any other thing but read my Bible and pray. One hour. First one hour when I wake up. I can switch my phone off. I can put my phone where I don't reach it. But the first one hour when I wake up, I'm going to read my Bible, then pray. Hallelujah. Then it's only after I've read my Bible and I've prayed, then I go and do something else. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. Then you have time. So, we have outreach. I'll be there. Do you know how to preach? No. I'll learn. So when we are going, you watch somebody, you understand, and you go with them. Hallelujah. That's it. The more you give yourself to those things, the better you become. Better you, become. you now find out that the fire you see that element, it will continue to burn. Such that it will now be a reference point. Listen to me. The same meeting I attended, that God, I got filled with the Holy Ghost, and it's a reference point in my life today. Several other people were in that meeting. It was not a reference point for them. Hallelujah. There are meetings people will attend that will be reference points for them. But you see, it's a reference point for them based on what they do after the meeting, not just what happened inside the meeting. What do you now do daily? I told you. After I got through the Holy Ghost, all right, I went on a fast. We did a hundred days fast. In that hundred days fast, we prayed morning, afternoon, night. And we broke 6 p.m. every day. That's what I did. So, starting out that way, after getting through the Holy Ghost, set me on a path I couldn't turn back from. Daily activities. Daily activities. So, the devil is very smart. If the devil wants to ensure that you run out of fire, he will attack your daily routines. The secret of spiritual men is found in their daily routines. Therefore, the secret of the devil's enemy against spiritual men is found in what he attacks in their daily routines. Satan will attack that routine, the daily routine. Try to keep you from it. Hallelujah. Try to keep you from it. Because if you can keep you from your daily routine, then you can ensure that the end result is a fireless Christian. If you say, oh, pastor, I pray better at night, then pray, pray at night. But do it daily. Do it daily. You can switch off the TV and say from 10 to 11, 10 to 12, I'll be praying in tongues. And you see one thing about praying is this. When you start, want to start daily praying, at the beginning to be hard because your flesh is the current boss of your life. Now, with daily praying, you want to be the boss of your flesh. So there will be a battle. There will be a struggle. Are you following what I'm saying? There will be a struggle. You now have to win that struggle, that wrestling match and gain the ascending over your flesh so that every night now you are praying. You now begin to know able to say, ah, they'll check the time. If you are somebody that is um, living with your parents, 
they will now know, ah, leave him alone, no. Joe prays by this time. When they don't hear you praying, they'll come and knock. Ah, why didn't you pray tonight? Are you following what I'm saying? Get to a point where you have routines you are known for that when you don't do it, people come and ask questions. Until you have routines you do that people know you for, we can't be saying that you are actually sustaining fire. You have to have routines. Daniel was known to pray at certain times. It was his, it was his, it was his, uh, it was his uh, modus operandi. The Bible says about Jesus and that as it was his custom, he had things it was what he did. So spiritual men have customs. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. I said, praise the Lord. So keep the fire burning by building spiritual systems around activities that ensure the fire, fire is maintained. Have you learned something today? All right. Can we just lift our hands and just begin to pray in the spirit? Hallelujah. Can I have someone on the keyboard? Thank you. Just pray in the spirit, everybody. You know, having those spiritual systems is important. And it's important to keeping you away from spiritual slumber. Spiritual slumber is very easy to fall into. Very easy to fall into. So you have to maintain spiritual systems that keeps you from spiritual slumber. Come on, just begin to... Holy Ghost, everybody. Mandorobo Sharabahanda Lahaya. Barakatarabaka Sukuta Lagada Gada Gada Bosatabaria Sota. Legos Prahadaba Sukotola Babahaya. Oh, Mandeligra Supa de Legondra Asika Duko Shada. Legombra Hasa Gadagaba Babakataraba Hundra Hasa. Ecombro Sofrodina Makasa Brahata Galabando Gobrodo Boshanda. Ege de Gibogo Dogobori Bogodogobori Bogodogobori Bakada. Ege de Gibigidibigidibigidibigidibigidibigidibigidibigidibigidibigidibigidibigidibigidibigidibigidibigidibigidibigidibigidibigidibigidibigidibigidibigidibigidibigidibigidibigidibigidibigidibigidibigidibig
drama. Praise the Lord. If I came and said, I prayed 10 hours, you'll be impressed. But it is better I pray 30 minutes consistently for, you know, every single day than pray 10 hours every month and not pray most of those days. You follow what I'm saying? Consistency. Inconsistency lies the power. Hallelujah. Inconsistency lies what? Power. So do things and do it consistently. Praise the Lord. Amen. All right. Now we're going to close the service now. So just a few information. Um, by the grace of God, this coming Sunday, we are going to be meeting at Snog Event Center. Praise God. Amen. All right. Snog Event Center, we'll be meeting there. Um, we're having 7 o'clock prayer ring, but the main service will start 8.30 a.m. All right. So let us make sure we'll be there. As usual, we're going to be having our outreaches on Saturday. All right. So let all members and workers get ready for us to go out and preach the gospel. All right. To... Um, folks around the area and invite them to church all right for sunday amen amen all right also we have our services in oikia cc altar oikia cc leki and oikia cc ejibo so let us make sure that all the outreaches you know we're having outreaches for leki outreaches in ejibo and outreaches in altar let's make sure we're available to preach the gospel at those outreaches all right let us maintain spiritual form amen I said, Amen. How do you know when Ronaldo is on form? When he scores goals, Abby? How do you know Messi is on form? When he what? Scores goals. How do you know when you are on form? When you score spiritual goals? You're praying daily. You're reading the word. You're going on outreaches. Praise God. You're on form. Hallelujah. Spiritual form. You maintain it. If you don't maintain spiritual form, you're going to lose it. I remember I saw a picture of Wesley Snyder. How many of you know Wesley Snyder? Footballer. While he was playing football and he was on form, he had a flat stomach, six-pack. After I retired, this guy had a pot belly. Why? He was not physically. Are you following that? So that means fitness is a function of what you do daily. So also spiritual fitness is a function of what you do daily. If you don't do it daily, you will lose form. Praise God. I said praise God. All right, you lose form. Amen. All right. All right. Let us give real quickly. We're going to be giving uh, right now. Now, remember that um, we are giving towards um, our ministry here. We doing uh, on Sunday, we took pledges. Thank you for everybody that has begun to redeem their pledges. I want to encourage every other person to also let's redeem our pledges because uh, what we are trying to do is we are trying to buy equipment, pay for certain things to ensure that as ministry, we can be more effective. So let us go ahead and do that. I also want to announce that um, December 31st, we are going to be having our crossover service. Praise God. All right, so this one is not going to be like any other one we've ever had. Amen. All right, because this year, we're going to have crossover service at every, each of the four centers. All right. Each of the four centers, we are going to have crossover services there. And we are going to beam the salmon from the headquarters to all centers during that night. Praise God. It will be the first time that we will be doing that. Praise God. I said, praise God. All right. So we are going to plan towards that. You know, invite people to the crowd. They can come and hear what God has for, what plans God has for the year of Mega. Hallelujah. 
all right the year of mega all right all right because it's going to be a great year the year of spreading was a very very wonderful year we thank god for all we saw we're going to see way more than that in the year of mega praise the lord all right let's give our offerings real quickly can you put the details on the screen media team praise god amen hallelujah amen say out loud with me i maintain spiritual form all right i maintain spiritual form i keep to my spiritual disciplines louder i keep to my spiritual disciplines i give myself daily to prayer louder to prayer to reading the word to preaching the gospel and keeping my body holy hallelujah so that keeping my body holy, i'm talking about keeping my body all right all right holy because my body is holy the spirit of god lives on my inside as a result i conduct my affairs in holiness praise the lord all right let's rise up on our feet all right if you have not given you can give praise god amen now um just to give you a sense of a few things Surulere Church. So the move, you know, we may have some, how do I put it? Some rocky starts. Amen. As every move is. Because, you know, we are, most of us are already used to this place. Amen. So we are moving to a new place. Rocky start. Just some minor teaching problems, but we will settle in. Praise God. So invite everybody, but give us like a month. Let us settle in and everything is fine. By January, we will be full throttle because we would have um, gotten used to the space. Praise the Lord. Let's take our affirmation. The grace of God has been given to me. The power of Christ is living in me. Therefore, I rule and reign by the power of God living in me. It is my year of spreading. I spread everywhere. I spread the light, I spread the life, and I spread the power of God everywhere. God bless you. have just listened to a message by Reverend Dr. Femi Olale of Oikea Christian Center. For other messages, visit our website at www.oikeacc.org. Remain blessed.